Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman, with the help of Abner Sykes, comes close to a solution of the mystery, Freeville's murderous bigots make plans to stop him at any cost. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, fellas and girls tell me that it's almost like a birthday every time Mother opens a new package of Kellogg's Pet. Because not only do you know that you're in for some mighty swell eating, but you also get a brand new bright-colored comic button. It's an exclusive prize from Pep. Maybe it'll be a true-to-life picture of Vitamin Flintheart, all dressed up in a in a woolly fur coat and red scarf and black slouch hat. Or maybe Tess Trueheart, heart-shaped hat and long blonde hair and all. Maybe Superman himself, his red cape flying in the wind. And if it's a duplicate, well, that's even more fun because then you can trade with your pals. So, gang, you better get busy. Just ask Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pet. That's right, you don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these terrific comic buttons anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's Pep and look for your prize inside every package you open. Pep's a prize when it comes to good eating, too. It tastes a doggone sunny and golden. It's as cheerful as bright golden sunshine at the breakfast table. Why, your very first spoonful of those toasted whole wheat flakes tells you... This is going to be good. Yes, sir. Pep's the dish for breakfast these winter mornings. So ask Mom for P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Working on a hunch, Clark Kent has set out to prove that Uncle Ed Clayton, the rabble-rousing ex-governor who is now a candidate for the Senate, is somehow responsible for the unnatural drought that threatens the existence of several hundred war veteran homesteaders. As Superman, he saved the life of old Abner Sykes, the aged Freeville telegrapher, who, because he knows too much, had been struck on the head and left unconscious in a burning cabin in the mountains. Sykes blamed the attack on men connected with Uncle Ed Clayton and confirmed Kent's hunch when he said, Now I'm sure Uncle Ed's causing this drought, and I'll prove it. As we continue, in the half-burned little mountain cabin, Abner Sykes has turned on his shortwave radio receiver. To his companions, Clark Kent and Lois Lane, the elderly telegrapher explains... Really? Eight o'clock. In a minute, you'll be hearing them signals. What signals? Radio signals I pick up every night at this time. That is, when there's been rain predicted for Freeville. So what? I don't understand what that has to do... Eh, just you listen, Miss Lane. Here they come. 
Well, I don't hear anything except a lot of static. Don't you hear that? Dit, dat, dit, dat? Yes. Is that but... the signal you were talking about? Nope. That there's the code from the sending station, Mr. Kent. The signals follow right after. Oh, I see. They'll be coming through now. Say, what's happening? Yeah, reception's petering out, that's what. Don't you hear? Why, yes, What's but... the matter? I don't know. Never done that before. Hey, something's wrong. Where's my screwdriver? Oh, now, look, Clark. Fun's fun. But after all, when two grown men actually believe that another man, a human being, can cause a drought, that's too much. I know it seems cockeyed, Lois, but I tell what you, you that What you tell me makes no more sense than what Uncle Ed tells the superstitious backwoods people, that the drought was sent by heaven to punish the war veterans because some of their parents were born in a foreign country. It's the same thing at all, Lois. This is a scientific possibility. Hey, you ain't so smart as I thought you was, Mr. Kent. Why? What do you mean? Well, you put this condenser in wrong, that's why. Oh? Oh, bright boy. That's why we lost the code. Yeah, have it fixed in a jiffy, though. Sorry, I messed it up. Does that mean we lose those signals you were talking about? Nope. They usually last an hour or two. An hour or two? That long? Yep, sometimes three, four hours. There. That ought to do it. I hope so. Yeah, turn around again and see. I don't hear the code, Mr. Sykes. Nope, you're the signals either. They don't understand it. I, uh, I believe this is where we came in, Jim. Now, wait, wait, wait. I got an idea. XC3, calling HJ4. XC3, calling HJ4. Come in, Doc. Oh, now that's the first bit of sense I've heard here this evening. You boys need a doctor, all right. Oh, Lois. Sorry. XC3, HJ4. XC3, HJ4. Come in, Doc. Whom are you calling, Mr. Sykes? Another radio ham. Gives over to Rollins. I want to ask him... Oh, there he is. Evening, Doc. Listen, you been getting them funny signals tonight? Yes, I have, Abner. Came in promptly about eight as usual. Did you get them? Nope. There was something wrong with my condenser. Hey, you hear anything to count for their not being on now? Well, the last direction said something about 30 miles. I've noticed that there's usually a break when they say more than a few miles. What is this? Yep, that must be it, then. You're much obliged, Doc. Good night. Good night, Abner. Look, Mr. Sykes, just what is all this double talk now about? Now, wait, Mr. Kent. Them signals will be on any minute again. You just be patient. In just a minute, I'm going to be fresh out of patience, because I still can't believe that these signals, or whatever they are, have anything to do with Uncle Ed causing a drought. Oh, is that so? And how come when I told that feller in the county agricultural office about them signals and told him I figured they had something to do with the drought, he followed me back here and tried to kill me, eh? He did? Yep, he did. And I figured it's because he owes his job to Uncle Ed Clayton, just like everybody else in the county office does. So he hot-footed it to Uncle Ed, what I said, and Ed told him to get me. Hey, what do you think now, eh? I think that's a long jump to an even longer conclusion. Maybe not, Lois. Oh, now, look, Clark. I realize that Uncle Ed is a demagogue, the most vicious sort of hate monger and rabble rouser. But to think that he or, or any other mortal can stop rain from falling... Wait a minute, Lois. Wait a minute. Isn't that the cold coming through again, Mr. Sykes? Yep, it is. Sit tight, because now you're really going to hear something. Tensely, Clark Kent and old Abner Sykes leaned toward the shortwave loudspeaker, waiting for what the old man called the signals to come through. But meanwhile, in what he refers to as his simple little place, but which is in reality a magnificent colonial mansion set in broad acres overlooking a river, Uncle Ed Clayton sits in his library with Fred Leonard 
editor of the Freeville Gazette. Trouble with you, Fred, is that you're a warrior. Maybe, but What I... if that Jerry Barton fella and the newspaper gal did get away? Well, they can't hurt us none. I'm not so sure, Mr. Clayton. They heard you make that speech at the rally today, you know. So what? They can't prove nothing. Not even that I had anything to do with the boys leading them into that quicksand bog. Anyhow, all I care about is that no-count Abner Sykes being taken care of. You, uh... You are sure he was taken care of, ain't you, Fred? Well, Clarkson says so, Mr. Clayton. You can depend on him. Well, then, like I say, there ain't nothing to worry about. Why, them war veterans will be busted and pulling up stakes in another couple of weeks, and then we'll have things all our own way again, just the way we always did. I hope you're right. I know I am. And besides... Yeah, we'll answer the phone. Ed Clayton speaking. Oh? Oh, yes, oh, my. Huh? What's that? Give me that again. What's the matter? Just a minute, Fred. You sure about that, Homer? He did, huh? Okay. Good thing you called me. Right. Bye. What is it, Mr. Clayton? What is it? Well, just you listen to this. That old coot having a Sykes ain't no more dead than we are. What? That's right, son. Homer just heard him talk on the shortwave radio transmitter. But, but that's impossible. Clarkson said... Clarkson lied, consign him, and he'll pay for this. That don't matter right now. Them two Daily Planet reporters, Clark Kent and Miss Lane, are still around, and they're friendly with Ab Sykes. I know so, they are. So what you gotta do, Fred, is personally see to it that old Abner don't tell him what he knows. Understand? You mean you want? I to... mean you gotta take care of Ab Sykes yourself tonight. But Governor, don't I... give me no butt, son. Abner's out to that cabin of his right now. Now you get in your car with Hank and drive out there lickety split. And when you get there, well, you know what to do. I know what to do, Mister Clayton. Good. And just in case them Daily Planet reporters is out there with Abner, we'll just make sure they stay there. Forever. What will happen at the little cabin in the mountains when the murder-bent Fred Leonard meets with our friends? We'll be back in a moment with the tense climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, gang, if you should happen to help your mother with the weekend shopping, and if she should happen to need a new package or two of Kellogg's Pet, don't you forget to remind her, because this sunny golden toasted cereal makes a real hit for breakfast these winter mornings. And because that's how you get those snappy comic buttons in that new series that all the gang's collecting. That's right, you get a comic button every time you open a package of Pet. Real humdingers they are, too. Bright-colored pictures of your favorite comic strip characters on sturdy, white-enameled metal buttons that you can wear pinned right on your jacket or your dresser cap. There's Cindy and the Little Moose and, and Superman. Eighteen different buttons in all. So you better get busy on your collection. Make sure that Mom keeps stocked up on Kellogg's Pep, because that's the only way you can get these exciting prizes. You don't send it any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere but you'll find a comic button in every package of Pep you open. That's Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Pep the whole wheat flakes with a come-on flavor for breakfast, a golden toasted and crisp that, well, you practically can't resist it. Pep's good for you, too. Sure, Mom knows that. Makes a grand dish to, to give that right start to your winter days. So remind her to stock up on P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. <laughs> Abner Sykes' little mountain cabin, the old telegrapher and Clark Kent are listening tense feet of voices issuing from the loudspeaker of the shortwave radio. Even Lois Lane, who has been skeptical, is interested. Hey, listen, Mr. Kent. I think them signals about to commence again. I'm listening. About six miles south-southwest of K. Over. You hear that? Six 
miles south-southwest of Cade. Over. Six miles southwest. What does that mean, Clark? Not quite sure, Lois, but I think... And sharp three miles north. And watch Drifton just off east. Over. Three miles north, then Drifton east. Any more? Over. Oh, oh, Quiet, Lois, please. That's all for now. Check from pass. Over and out. Right. We'll check further from pass. Over and out. What gibberish. K-R... Pass. I wonder... Well, might as well turn it off. Won't be no more signals for a while. You wonder what, Clark? About all those peculiar directions. Tell me, Mr. Sykes, do you know of any, uh, well, towns or mountains or something in this section which begin with K and R? K and R? Uh-huh. I know there's see. a Rawlings, Clark. Say, that's right. It's not far from Freeville. Yep, and there's a Kennicott Junction, about 30 miles north of here. Good, and... Pass. That might refer to a mountain pass. Might be good time pass, top of Mount Peel. Good. I think I've got the answer. Really? What is it? No time to explain now. I've got to move fast. You two stay here. Where are you hey? going, Clark? Got a little job to do. I won't be long. You wait here. Hurrying from the little cabin, Clark Kent stops in the darkness and swiftly resumes his true identity of Superman. Then, if I'm right, I'll have the answer to the drought tonight. Up! Up! And away! Leaping up from the dark mountain slope, Superman rockets away through the starlit sky. And in his haste, he does not look backward through the half-hidden, rutted road climbing to Abner Sykes' cabin, on which, at this moment, a car containing two armed men is toiling up the slope. Uncle Ed, the demagogue, has ordered Fred Leonard to do away with old Abner tonight and to do likewise to any Daily Planet reporter found with him. What will happen to old Abner and to Lois Lane as Superman speaks farther and farther away? And what will the Man of Steel discover on his meteoric flight? Monday's suspenseful climax is full of thrills and surprises, fellows and girls. So don't fail to be with us. Tune in Monday, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, get a load of this. In Kellogg's Variety, there were ten individual packages of cereal for you to choose from. Every morning you can have your own private box of cereal. You can pick it out yourself. And it'll be one of your Kellogg favorites, like pepper or Rice Krispies or cornflakes. Boy, that's a circus of fun. That's Kellogg's Variety, the handy white, green, and red package with all those crisp, fresh Kellogg cereals that you like so much. Some flaked, some shredded, some popped, made from corn, wheat, or rice. Just be sure it's Kellogg's. Ask Mom to get Kellogg's Variety. And be sure to be with us on Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>